I'd like you to stand with me for the reading of the word of the Lord. As I was sitting in the beginning of the service while your pastor was leading service, I was talking to the Lord, seeing if he wouldn't allow me to go somewhere else in the scripture. And your pastor just took right off down the road about, he's my Lord, he's my Lord, and my God. So I want to read to you from the word of the Lord, the book of John, chapter 20. John chapter 20. And I want to preach to you for a little while today about the realization of who he really is and what he really is to us. Beginning in verse 19. Then the same day, and even being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembling for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. Let's lift our voices one more time to the Lord in praise. God, we thank you today, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy to us, Lord Jesus. God, I ask you for your help today, Lord Jesus. Touch our minds, our hearts, Lord Jesus, to realize who you are today, God, in your name, Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. You may be seated. When we look at our ourselves, we look at our children, we look at our grandchildren, and uh, <clears throat> the little babies... We look at them, and when they first begin to talk, it seems to be in our nature as a human being. We try to find, we do find things that we declare, we make a declaration, that is mine. I don't care whose little child it is, when they get so, so old, few days old, few weeks old, few months old, and uh, they begin to have uh, toys or whatever it is, it doesn't take very long for them to make the declaration, that's mine. That seems to be human nature. And uh, it even works in the animal kingdom. If you've got a dog, and I trained dogs for many years for a living, and if you've got a dog, that dog will get attached to things. And you try to take them away and they'll play tug of war with you. And there's, what they're doing is they're saying, that is mine. And as we grow older in, in our lives, I know with me, my first car, 49 Plymouth that I got. I was so proud of that car. And I would let everybody know that is my 
car. And, uh, and we carry that, most men do, through life. That, that's my truck. That's my car. We even use it in endearing terms when we talk about my wife. That is my wife. And I want you to know she's nobody else. She's mine. And, and, and uh, I know she feels the same way. Or we wouldn't still be together 57 years later. But we lay claim to things and make declarations. This is mine. Somebody asks you, where do you go to church? You'll say, well, my church is over here or it's over there. And so we have that tendency down inside of us. And I'm sure that the disciples had come to a place in, in their life where Jesus had gathered them together and, and they had followed Him. The Bible tells us that they had left all to follow Him. And I'm, I'm sure when they were questioned by family uh, that they would explain, uh, you know, He's, he's my, my Master. We're following after Him. And so they were dedicated to the fact that they were following the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we find them, though, in this passage of Scripture, gathered together in a room. They had just gone through the traumatic upheaval of their life. They had claimed Jesus as their master. And they had left all to follow him. Simon Peter, what are you doing? You've left your fishing boats. I, I know, but my master, I, I'm following my master. But now they are gathered and they are in sorrow. And the master that they had claimed as theirs... They had seen him beaten. And they had seen him go up Calvary's hill of sorrow. They had watched as the nails were driven into his hands and his feet. They watched that sword pierce his side. They had seen all of this. (coughs) They had gathered back together to be with each other and probably try to sort out in their minds and in their lives, what are we going to do now? And in the midst of, of all of that, the heartbreak, the sorrow, probably the feeling of shame that they had left all, now what do we do? The Bible tells us that, boom, Jesus is standing there. He's standing there. And I'm sure they are overwhelmed. And He shows them His hands. He shows them His side. They're overwhelmed. They are just absolutely overwhelmed. And we don't know how and what they did when they went out. Jesus doesn't tell us how long that he was there. But the first thing they did, they found Thomas. 
And how do we know Thomas? How is he referred to today? Doubting Thomas. And uh, they begin to try to tell him. And Thomas says, I don't believe it. And I will not believe it. In fact, I will not believe it unless I can put my finger in the scars in his hands. Unless I can thrust my hand into his side. He said, I do not believe it. Now you've got to take into consideration that this was the Thomas. That when Jesus let them know that he was going to die... He's the one that said, well, hey, we'll all go with you and die with you. But they didn't, he didn't do that. And then Jesus is trying to explain to them that he's going to go away someday. And here's Thomas again. And Thomas is saying, uh, well, we don't know where you're going. He's always the first to speak up in this rendering. And uh, he says, we don't know. We don't know where you're going. And we don't even know the way. So how could we go with you? But the Bible says eight days later. They're all gathered together. Probably in the same exact place. And I find it interesting. That John made sure when he recorded this. He said the door and the door was closed. I think that they... It was made plain, you know, that Jesus, if he came, he was going to come the same way he came to the others. And all of a sudden, again, Jesus is standing there. He is standing in their midst. And Thomas sees him. I can only imagine. It is... It is beyond imagination what Thomas felt when he saw Jesus. And Jesus says to Thomas, put your fingers in my hands. Put your finger, your hand. Maybe he pulled his robe just and said, go ahead and and put your hand in. Into my side. Thomas did not do either one of those things. He simply cried out. He said my Lord and my God. I want to preach to you for a little while today. We have a God that's universal. Around this entire world. But I want you to know he is my personal God and Savior in my life. I'm telling you, He is my Lord and my God. Amen. Some 70 years ago, amen, when I was five years old, He became my Lord and my God. In a prayer meeting in my home, my mother didn't believe that little kids could receive the Holy Ghost. But I want you to know uh, I received the Holy Ghost uh, speaking in other tongues uh, when I was five years old. Uh, He's been my Lord uh, and my God uh, all through my entire life. Uh, I'm here to tell you 
He's here today uh, in this house. Uh, amen. Uh, and He's ready for someone uh, to declare. And I believe there are times uh, where we go through situations uh, in our life. Uh, amen. And struggles in our life. Uh, and we forget uh, sometimes uh, I want you to know God uh, is still God, uh, and God does not ever change. Uh, he is my Lord uh, and my God today. Let's give the Lord a hand. Praise. I shall never forget. I believe it was 1959. It was a hot, hot day in Phoenix, Arizona. And I had a very prestigious job at that time when I was 15. I was pulling weeds out of a cotton field. And it was probably 110, 12 degrees that day. I'm telling you, this God we serve is real today, church. He is my Lord and my God. But as a 15-year-old boy... I remember walking down that row, and I got to the end of the row. It was a bright and sunny day. I stepped up on the bank of that irrigation ditch, and I turned around, and I just looked, and it was a bright day. Uh, but all of a sudden, uh, amen, Brother Mullings, I saw a bright light, uh, and God spoke to this 15-year-old boy uh, and simply just said, uh, Obey the call of God. Uh, I never got away from that. Uh, why did he do that? Uh, he just wanted to remind me uh, that he was my Lord uh, and my God. Uh, and he's here today. Uh, and if he's not yours, uh, you can claim him today. Uh, amen. I declare uh, that he's my Lord and my God. Uh, when I see the beauty uh, of a sunrise every morning, uh, he's declaring that to me. Uh, when I see the rainbow uh, in the clouds, uh, amen, when God has given uh, the earth a cleansing shower, uh, I see it when I see a newborn baby, uh, I declare he's my Lord uh, and my God. Uh, when I look at his divine creation, uh, when I see a little hummingbird uh, that weighs less uh, than three grams uh, and is only seven centimeters long, uh, amen, it can hover in space. Uh, it flop, flips its wings, uh, amen, uh, 80 times per second. Uh, it can fly backwards, uh, forwards. Uh, when I see something like that, uh, I say, that's my Lord uh, and my God. Uh, when I see that giant condor uh, that with one flap of its wings, uh, those seven foot span wings, uh, he can coast, uh, he can fly the air thermals, uh, amen, uh, for 100 miles uh, with one flap. I have to declare that has to be my Lord and my God. Uh, amen. Uh, I declare uh, that he's my Lord and my God uh, every time I go to the house of the Lord uh, and I begin to feel his spirit. Uh, when we begin to sing uh, of the glory of the Lord, uh, I have to declare uh, he is my Lord uh, and he is my God. Uh, I declare it. Uh, Amen. When I see a former drug addict uh, leading worship uh, in an apostolic service uh, that came off the street uh, 
or out of the prison cell. Amen. You know what happened to them? They made a declaration one day. He's my Lord and my God. And my Lord and my God. Amen. He can do anything, anytime. If we'll just let Him today. If you don't know Him in the power of the Holy Ghost, He's here today in this place. Amen. You may be seated. He's my Lord and my God. Amen. We're living in an insane world like we have never seen it before. How many years all my life I've been hearing this and I've been preaching it and I'm seeing it come to pass. Right now as we're sitting in this place, Putin is trying to take away that country. And they're dying over there. You know why? They're saying, this is my country. This is my country. I want that same kind of attitude about my God. This is my Lord. And this is my God. He's not a stranger to me. I declare it every time I come to the house of the Lord. You made a declaration today when you decided to come to the house of the Lord. We made several declarations today. Your pastor did as he opened the service. But every time we begin to sing the praises to God, we are declaring to the Lord, Hey, you're still my Lord and my God. Amen. I say that He's my Lord and my God. When I see an addict that's preaching the gospel in this day and hour we're living in. Every time I see someone filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I declare He's my Lord and my God. I'll never forget one service in our church in Minot when I was pastoring there. We had a four-year-old child right over here get the Holy Ghost. And right over here was a 70-year-old woman that got the Holy Ghost at the same time. You know what happened? They both acknowledged. He's my Lord. And He is my God. I'm telling you, church, He's real today. And if there's ever been a time that we need to magnify the fact that He's our Lord and our God, it is this day and this hour. We're living in a hurting world today as never before. And I'm preaching to you tonight today as a group, as a church. But I'm talking to you individually. My God, He wants to be... You know, when you say, He's my Lord, you're saying He is my Master in every situation in my entire life. If God never does another single thing for me, I will declare to my death that He is my Lord and my God. When all hell assails you, you can declare He is your Lord and your God. We were in camp, North Dakota camp, and uh, we were having a good camp. And... uh, Actually, Brother Leon Frost was there, myself, and then there were the, the evangelist 
for that camp. We'd had a tremendous camp. I think it was on Friday night. And uh, we'd had a, a great time in the Holy Ghost. And everything had kind of died down. And we had, uh, myself, Brother Frost, and the evangelist, we had uh, gone into the fellowship hall, which was just a wall between us. And everybody except a handful of people were still in the sanctuary. One of them was a young man, Jeff Soberg. And Jeff had uh, Jeff had been in and out, in and out as a young person uh, from the time he was a teenager to the point where you just, you know, is Jeff ever going to make it? And uh, we were eating... And we heard the tempo started increasing, in the, and it got louder and louder. And finally, I opened the window, slid it back, and Jeff Soberg is sitting on the altar. And he's, got, he's bent over. He's sitting there, but he's bent over. And I mean, the Holy Ghost was all over that. I mean, he was praying, and he was, it was like he was preaching, Pastor. I mean, he was he was declaring, but he was speaking in tongues. I mean, he was speaking in tongues and weeping, and and I mean, he's just giving it everything he's got, I, and and you could hear him, and he was getting louder and louder. And then there was other voices that were joining in, and young people. They were all young people, and they started crying, and they and they were they were worshiping, and the preachers decided to get back in and see what was going on. I mean, it was loud. It was it was like a roar, and it began to build and build. And more young people came, and it built and it built. And people started coming from their campers, and coming back into the house of the Lord. And I mean, we had a crowd in there then. The Holy Ghost was so strong. You know what was happening? Jeff Soberg is pastoring a church today. After all those years, you know what happened to him that day? He made a declaration to the Lord. You're my Lord and my God. There's nothing in the world like it in times of trouble. That, and Brother, Jess, J, J, Brother Jason Sledden from my church. He's a big, tall, young man, farmer. He's got five girls. And I don't know which little girl it was at that time. But Jason had always been, he never demonstrated physically. He was very quiet. Played the bass, loved God, raised his hands. And, uh, and this, this uproar is going on. And in, 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 uh, Brother Jason, he begins to run. And we're worshiping. We're having church now. And Jason is running that sanctuary. And it went on. And he ran. And he ran. This didn't last 10 minutes, 15 minutes. It went on. Probably an hour. Maybe two hours. It was lengthy. And uh, Jason ran. His shirt, water was running off of his shirt. And he just kept running. But I'll never forget it. His little girl was standing somewhere up front. And when he ran by, he picked her up. And he kept running. He kept running. 
And he came by, brother, and he said to me, Isn't this beautiful? Isn't this beautiful? I'm telling you, church, living for God is beautiful. Just look around you at our world and the mess we're in today. Drive through Bakersfield and you see the broken. And, and, but he's my Lord. And he's my God. And we have, we have, I'm not sure if it was in that same service or, or another, but it was that camp. Brother Wishart, Brother and Sister Miller pastor at church in North Dakota. And her dad was a, an old man, about like I am now. <laughs> but uh, Brother Wishard had sought for the Holy Ghost for 40 long years. 40 years. And we had a move of the Holy Ghost in that camp. And uh, when everything had died down, Mr. Wishart, Brother Wishart, Sister Miller, his daughter, she was standing on one side of the pew and he was in the next pew. Forty years. But you know what happened that night? He made a declaration. He's my Lord and my God. I've never seen anything like it in my life. But they stood there and they communicated with each other in tongues. She would speak in tongues and just like she was talking to him and then he would respond back just I mean this went on and on and on you know why because he said he's my lord and my God he wants to be your lord tonight he wants to be your lord and your God today I'm telling you church amen in our darkest hour he's my lord and my God I want the musicians to come when I am hungry, He is my Lord and my God. When I am thirsty, He is a fountain of refreshing water. When I am lonely, He is my best friend. And when I am lost, He is my God. He is my God. He will lead us and He will guide us into all truth. Stand with me if you would, please. I am so blessed that He is my Lord and my God. He charts my path and He lightens my way. He was a businessman, Christian, some kind, knew about God. He was a high-profile figure. When he was in a hurry that morning, he had a meeting. He came out of the motel, took off down the street, very, very brisk, had a meeting to get to. And he saw that he was getting ready to pass a overnight shelter for the down-and-out homeless shelter and he saw this little ragged lady ragged clothes dirty clothes an old woman 
And she was she came out the door of that building and he knew that she was going to hit him up for something. And so he speeded up because he wanted to get by her. He had an important business to do. And she kept coming toward him to try to cut him off. And she finally got right to him. And she had a beat up little tin cup full of hot coffee and it was steaming and she approached him and he said she's going to hit me up and I'm busy I got to go and she said to him would you like a sip of my coffee and he said no and he marched right on past her and he went down he made a few strides and he stopped and he turned around And he went back. He said, Why did you offer me a sip of your coffee? And her little dirty hands holding that cup, she said, Because it's so good. I just wanted to share it with somebody. We've got it, church. We have got it. There's a world that's thirsty. And we've got it. This altar's open. Whatever you need tonight, today, He's here. And we've got it. Sir, you need God in your life. This is the time and the place. You got difficulties, you got problems, bring them to the Lord. Let's gather in, saints. You can be a saint in this church, but you might need to declare again He's my Lord and my God. I invite everybody, let's gather around the church. We invite you today to make your way and say, Lord, you're my Lord and my God. He's coming back. He's coming back one of these days. The world doesn't have the answer.